Hey everybody, it's JT. What is on your holiday meal shopping list? Well, I would suggest Painted Hills Natural Beef. It is some of the best beef in the world. And your friends and family will be thanking you for a long time if you serve Painted Hills Natural Beef for your holiday meals. And now you can buy it online just by going to PaintedHillsBeef.com. Use the code BBQNATION at checkout and save yourself 15% on your order. Give Painted Hills Natural Beef a place on your table this holiday season. It's time for Barbecue Nation with JT. So fire up your grill, light the charcoal, and get your smoker cooking. Now, from the Turn It, Don't Burn It studios in Portland, here's JT. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the nation. That's Barbecue Nation. I'm JT, along with my... Hall of Fame co-host, Ms. Leanne Whippen, and we've got uh, Dave and Chris running around in the background here. Uh, we'd like to thank the folks at Painted Hills Natural Beef, beef the way nature intended. You can check them out online at PaintedHillsNaturalBeef.com. Well, Thanksgiving is on the very near horizon, and I invited my dear friend Graham Kerr to share some of his favorite Thanksgiving thoughts and dinner dishes. Um, I'm sure you will all enjoy it because usually after we do a show with Graham, I can't stop laughing for about an hour. So, <laughs> well, <laughs> welcome, my friend. How are you? Oh, I am. And I, I, I describe myself as um, there was a superlative I used first and then the word splendid. I can't remember the superlative, but I'm sure it was accurate. I think it was. I, inexplicative oh 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 no 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 i don't use that word oh okay. no no that no that's yours <laughs> i can't pronounce it so i know i don't use yeah, it no, I, I was trying to work out how to spell it yeah sure. <laughs> yeah so, so um yeah it's it's surprising i had my annual checkup and every one of the elements of my blood chemistry and everything else was within the it was almost exactly within the normal range you know they give you the normal range and i was slap bang in the middle and i looked at that and i thought damn you're behaving yourself (laughs) my mine looks mine looks like a weekly summary of the stock market up down Anyway, so Graham, you you know you're you're British Scottish ancestry and yes, all that. Thank you. Uh, you did not really have what we consider Thanksgiving in England. Was there anything comparable that you guys celebrated growing up? Sure, sure. Harvest Festival. Um, that's really for the same sort of reason. Um, you know, basically, uh, the harvest is in, and usually churches have stacks of wheat and 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 freshly baked bread and that sort of thing all brought up and filling the sanctuary um with that kind of experience that's rather nice and then people so divide divide it up and go home it's not a it's not a a big deal it's not the 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 focus isn't the huge turkey or the huge ribs of beef etc it's more it's more the, the fact that the harvest is in yeah. So was it a big transition when you when well you were in Canada first and then you came down yes. here? Sure. What was that a big transition to all of a sudden say here is this huge, huge meal that the Americans do? 
I mean, it must weigh 80 pounds by the time you put all the food <laughs> on the table. Was that a big transition for you? You know, in, in our case, it wasn't. And I regret that because I watch um, what I and occasionally I'm invited to uh, Thanksgiving. And that's that's to penetrate the family barrier because it's more often than not intense family, which I just love to see and which I miss um, as a Brit. You know, we just didn't. We we would eat with each other around the table, and that was that was normal. But this abnormality of people traveling thousands of miles sometimes to be at that table and bring a dish that was familiar to them and enjoyable to them, and that they would look forward to presenting to the rest of the family, that is so cool. That I think the food and falls into second place. Oh, never. I, 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 I'm sorry. No. <laughs> <laughs> we both chimed in on that one. <laughs> well, I, I'm, I'm not pushing it. Uh, I'm saying that the familiar business of individual family members presenting the thing that they know is expected of them sure. and that produces a smile and enjoyment on everything. That's why I think that the, the motivation for gathering um, is transcendent. Yeah. Yeah. Agree. Well, you know, my Aunt Mary, she's long gone now, but she always brought this dish it was called yum yum salad. A lot of people might know a version of it as an ambrosia salad or something, but that's like as a little kid growing up, after you were kind of old enough to be cognizant of what was going on at the at Thanksgiving, that's one dish for the next uh, 35 years before she passed that I look forward to every year. Yes. You know, I didn't particularly enjoy the conversation with her, but I really loved her yum yum. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think the conversation um, is appropriate when it's real. And um, and that's nowadays we're having some real conversations. Yes, we <laughs> are. That's true. Just put the fork down. <laughs> <laughs> what? Uh, uh, what's your favorite Thanksgiving dish, Graham? Uh, we'll get into the cooking aspect in the next segment. Yeah. We'll do that. But what what is your favorite dish when you do go to a Thanksgiving meal? What do you look forward to? Is it the turkey? Is it pecan pie? Is it the stuffing? What is it? Well, I think it's both the turkey and the stuffing. Um, um, what I resist, and and it's difficult because it gets poured, you know, um, is the gravy, and it's sort of an automatic. Um, and I'm asking whether, excuse me, um, just uh, hold hold the gravy. So um, I'm now at the place of being invited to this Thanksgiving, and I'm going to take my gravy, um, <laughs> and and. And whether other people risk it or not, I'm hoping they'll risk it because it's velvet and and it's got all the mouthfeel of the great gravies that everyone will have on Thanksgiving, except it goes the extra mile. It really to, does. It, to me, it sets the bar for the whole meal. I mean, gravy, that's what I pride myself on is is 
and and my mom, grandmother, you know, they taught me how to really make great gravy. And that is I don't know. It makes a meal so authentic when it doesn't come out of a can and they're making it with the drippings yeah. and greasing it and making a roux. I mean, I, I just it's fun for me to make. And I uh, just I think it sets the tone for the whole meal for me. It does. I knew you were going to say that. And when I when I roll out my velvet sauce, I'm, I, You'll I think can of me? see you. <laughs> I, I can see you almost wincing. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I, always I, I'm, I, don't, I don't mean to take the place of the gravy. I would just mm-hmm. like the people to try a little, just a whisper of the gravy over something that hasn't already been submerged. Yes. Right. Yes. Right. Yeah. I, re- I remember uh, growing up, and I guess you could say I'm somewhat guilty of it too, is about oh an hour or so before the meal would actually be served my mother would start this big colander of gravy and uh of course we lived on a farm and so we didn't really ever waste anything but it had uh, giblets and and uh, i added mushrooms later on so it wasn't your conventional norman rockwell clear gravy there was little bits in it but uh i always remember when that started to cook i knew it was getting close to the time to eat when mm-hmm. when that gravy was finally on the stove and like leanne said you, she, my mom would make a roux and we'd put all these drippings in it and blah 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 and dang it was good mm-hmm. it was yeah. really good it is splendid um and you know what can i say you're familiar with my relationship with my um late wife Trina. Oh, yeah. Um, and how much I love that woman. Um, so when it was that when she was 52 and had the stroke and the heart attack, that has a way of causing there to be a certain amount of change that you make. Mm-hmm. Um, what we have lately found out only two years ago um, because my son, Andrew, has had a recent heart attack and oh, no. he's 60. He's 62. And he had this blood test, uh, which is called little a, apoprotein. So if you just think of little a, and it's a fraction of low density lipoprotein of, of the sticky one, but it's ultra sticky. And it happens in probably one third of the population of the United States, but it's never been tested on the normal cholesterol test. Um, It's a fraction of the LDL, but that's it. So if that's high and Trina's was really high, we found out later, um, and Andy's is high and my daughter Tessa's is high. And if it's high, there's nothing you can do dietary to help that. That is that comes from your ancestors. That's there. It's like Velcro. I know. This is such a happy show, and I know, I feel like I'm a dastardly character <laughs> introducing it. But the fact of the matter is that I had to work on Trina's life from 52 to 80, had to watch the saturated fat level very acutely. I, I really did. And she lasted 
to 80 and she died of, of, a, of an unrelated issue. So I think just in loving people, um, get a little apoprotein test. Ask, ask your doctor to get it done because it's not done normally. And just huh. find out. And if it's find out, then take some, take some trouble. You're going to have to manage it somehow. Yeah. Well, that's, that's a very good tip. Uh, we're going to be back here on Barbecue Nation on the USA Radio Networks, among other things, uh, with Graham Care and Ms. Leanne right after this. Please stay with us. Hey, everybody, it's JT, and this is a special version of Barbecue Nation. It is brought to you in part by Painted Hills Natural Beef, beef you can be proud to serve your family and friends. That's Painted Hills Natural Beef. Welcome back to uh, Barbecue Nation. I'm JT, along with Hall of Famer Leanne Whippen. And I will say my true, and I've I've fawned over you many times on this show, Graham, but you truly are the inspiration of what make, got me cooking. So I'll wow. just... I'll just wow. say, say that. Um, also, if you'd like to uh, check out what we do, you can go to barbecuenationjt.com. And of course, we're on Facebook and Twitter and all the other 9,000 social media platforms that we're on now. Um, so if Leanne and I came to your house for a yes. tradi- traditional Thanksgiving dinner, what could we look forward to? And what would you be preparing? There would be two things that would really stand out because I know that, uh, and th- that would be unusual. The first is the velvet gravy. Um, and understand what I love so much about gravy is exactly what Leanne has said. It's the roux, that it, 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 it's the roux made with the fat, which has come from the turkey, so not with butter. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's stirring up all the residue from the pan in all of the fat that's gathered in the pan into that roux. Um, and a, a really good broth made, um, as you suggested, from the giblets. Um, the giblets shouldn't be just tossed out. The giblet should be sautéed and then added to a stock and very gently simmered for at least two hours before you add that liquid to the um, to the gravy. And that gravy then is stirred in so it's thick and really on the back of the spoon, it coats it, it's glossy, reflects light and very aromatic, just lovely. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that's what I look at. And now I have to try and find, by the way, there's a word that goes with that sauce, which is mouth round fullness. One word, mouth round fullness. Now, um, get some more moisture in your palate and feel that rolling around the inside of your mouth. Mm. It's like velvet. You know, to uh, yeah. an Alfred, an Alfredo sauce does something of the same nature that a sauce hollandaise over an uh, eggs Benedict it does the same sort of thing. Um, Jen, um, ben and Jerry's ice cream at sixteen percent fat does the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> so therefore, we we that's tactile, that's texture. 
So then we found, we found the saltiness that which comes naturally from that reduction in the pan. From this. So it's salty as well. We may even add a little salt to that one. And then that wonderful flavor permeates the palate. So all of those things I'm looking for, and I'm trying to find that from an alternate source. In, in fact, what I'm loving about all of those things I described is the mouse round fullness of fat. Fat held in suspension with a bit of starch. <coughs> Escoffier regarded it as despumation, which is the thing that actually takes place, which gives you this wonderful flavor. So I look at a popular vegetable at Thanksgiving, which for me is sweet potatoes. Mm. Um, I think the sweet potato deserves to have a place at Thanksgiving. It's Parsnips are, are a, um, an even greater favorite of mine, a, a little bit more refined, but um, if they're roasted, you've got that sweet taste of, you know, that comes in with the rest of the taste of the, of the, of the, of the plant itself. So, I simply take a pound, uh, this is just the ratio, a pound of sweet potatoes or parsnips. By the way, you can use peas, you can use beans, anything that has a quite a fibrous content to it can be used um, as, as a base flavor. But if you've used peas, the shells of the peas themselves um, will be difficult and will be, require sieving. But apart from that, the the color is just a knockout, that bright green, you know, is wonderful. So anyway, so here's this set. Let's get back to the sweet potato. So well and truly steamed or boiled. And so they're really soft. You get a piece of it and you just squeeze it together and it, it easily squeezes. It's not undercooked. That's put into a blender. And then, and this is hard to find nowadays in the supermarkets, but there, it's always there evaporated skimmed milk who would bother you know <laughs> but 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 they're they're there it's there so i take one of these shake it well because the solids in the evaporation process tend to stick to the bottom of the can and if the can with with a name upright obviously it is all the solids really drop to the bottom so it needs real kind of you know good put a good dance record on and and, and really move it um then pour that into the top that's a 10 ounce can to one pound of of, of material pour it into the top put the top on get the blender, put it on sort of medium um, speed and run it for at least three minutes, which is going to seem ridiculous. It's going to, within, within a minute, it's going to be liquid. But within three minutes, it's going to be liquid and glossy. It's going to come up on the back of the spoon when you put a spoon into it and look at the back. It's going to gloss in the same way that the turkey sauce did. Mm-hmm. And that's telling you something about the milk solids and the plant cellulose that has combined together and produced an effect which is completely different. It, it really is like velvet. It just coats the inside of the mouth. Mm-hmm. Now you can move to a little bacon bits if you want to from, um, from adding a little surprise. Um, 
or some herbs of Provence, um, whatever. Um, but I'll tell you that pours like an Alfredo sauce. And with for our friends in Wisconsin, um, a little of their locally made Parmesan, which I, they do a really creditable job of repeating the Parmesan thing. It's not Parmesan, but it's really, really good. Yeah. And it grates re really well. So a little grated Parmesan on the top of that stirred in. By the way, if you make mac and cheese, that with that sauce. I was oh. just thinking the same thing. A pasta <laughs> yeah. and that sauce would be phenomenal. Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. And what's more, the kids will eat it. Oh, that's <laughs> delightful. That is just delightful. Um, we got to take another break here on The Nation, but uh, Miss Leanne and Mr. Care will be back with us in just a couple minutes. Don't go away. Hey, everybody, it's JT from Barbecue Nation, and my friends down at Smoky Bones have come up with a great summer special for you. For a limited time, get the Rib Feast for only $19.99. Now, Rib Feast comes with a house rack, two sides, garlic bread, and a drink, and that's when you actually eat at the restaurant. Smoky Bones, the masters of meat, well, they have about 63 locations from Illinois all the way down to Florida, and they bring you fire-grilled favorites and barbecue platters every day for lunch and dinner. And it's great stuff. So find a Smoky Bones near you and enjoy their summer rib feast special, only $19.99. That's Smoky Bones, the masters of meat. Welcome back to Barbecue Nation. I'm JT, along with Hall of Famer. I can't say that enough because it's just <laughs> fine with me. <laughs> it, it's very cool. Uh, Ms. Leanne Whippen and, of course, Graham Cares with us today. And we'd like to thank the folks again at Painted Hills Natural Beef. Um, there's nothing better. That's me. So um, it's just great stuff. You can find out where they are located in an area near you by going to PaintedHillsNaturalBeef.com. And also uh, David Malik and his team over there at Gunter Wilhelm Knives. Great knives, affordable price, still hold an edge. I use mine all the time, and uh, I'm pretty too. hard on them. Yeah, and, and they still hold up well. Um, we're talking um, with Graham Kerr today uh, about Thanksgiving, and you've got, you know, favorites dishes side dishes whatever like that uh graham were you conventional when um when trina was here and you had a big family thing did you just do the turkey and the stuffing or were you always creating things like you just told us about uh with your velvet gravy and and all of that because you i'm going to say and I, i'm this is a, actually a very big compliment i think you look at things differently than most people do when you look at food you look at the really creative side and how you can make two things work together and that and a lot of people don't do that so uh what was on your table and for example how did you prepare your turkeys well, whoa, um, um, because I don't have a huge family, um, there, there would be six of us to, 
to, to the meal. Um, I could, I got a, um, a breast of turkey. I didn't get the legs and thighs and everything else. I got the whole breast and I boned that out. So I had then two halves uh, of the breast. So I put the first half, I stripped the skin off the, the, the first one, and I put that into a, um, a bread pan, um, just um, the, the sort of thing that you would make a meatloaf in, mm. meatloaf pan. Um, so put that in the bottom um, and then cover that with a stuffing that I may, would make mm. um, with prunes and apples. Um, it was a, uh, that was the basis, uh, and then good bread and good herbs, and yeah. and I packed that in over the top, um, and then put the second um, breast on the top of the stuffing, right, with with the skin um, uh, where it should be because that's going to be roasting. Um, mm-hmm. The skin, otherwise, if I left it on would have been soggy and wouldn't have received the Maillard reaction, uh, the browning. Um, So that's in, and then um, a a little brushed butter, um, I'm talking about the old days, um, over the top of that. And that would then be roasted about 385 for about one and a half hours. That's all. And at that point, the rest of that turkey was absolutely moist and mm. perfectly cooked. You pull it out, you put it on a little board to be able to carve it, and you carve it 90 degrees across the grain. Mm-hmm. Now you've got medallions of uh, like, what, about one inch thick of turkey. Um, and for my way of thinking, that a whole lot easier to carve. <laughs> oh yeah, one thing. Yeah. Um. They, they, the, 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 the stuffing gets properly um, infiltrated with the juices from the turkey, um, and is delicious. Um, I, for me, that's the way that I used to cook it. Uh, I am tempted to try that. That sounds fabulous. Did your, did your stuffing? Um, did it get an, a, a little crispy on the top, even though no. you were getting the juices from the, the breast with the skin on? No, it was moist and was okay. not crusted. Um, I'd, I'd have to um, put some extra stuffing on the side. I used to um, in a shallow baking dish and then roast that separate at the same time as the mm-hmm. turkey in order to get that browning effect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you have any leftovers? <laughs> Do you know, that's the thing that you miss because yeah. it seems like, you know, with a smaller breast of turkey, you can feed six people and they get a really healthy eight ounce portion. Um, yeah. And it's, um, it's good, my friend. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. Okay. So here's, <laughs> here's the deal though. What about pies? I, 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 you've always got something up your sleeve when it comes to dessert, but I got to tell you, my, that's one of the things I, I love about Thanksgiving is the pies, uh, as you can tell just by looking at me. But uh, here's what I do. I, I always make a traditional pumpkin pie. 
I always make a cherry pie because my wife likes cherry pie. Okay. Um, and then I will make, we have a pretty good load of people that come over and, and I, I, make, bet. I, I make two pecan <laughs> pies. People have heard me say this before on the show, but one pecan pie, I leave in the fridge on the back porch and nobody sees it because I know, and I'm not saying my pies are that good. I, I wouldn't say that, but by the time people come in and they show up at your door with Tupperware in hand, is they know <laughs> they're going to take stuff home. My poor number one pecan pie never stands a chance along with the pumpkin and Shelly lets them take a couple pieces of cherry, but I want to know what, what Graham did for desserts, especially pies. Yeah. I feel like this is my final episode that I spend with you. I oh, can no. see abso absolutely no reason why you should ever invite me back. And, um, <laughs> And, and 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 so I'll throw myself on my sword and um, and 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 tell you about my dessert. All okay. Right. Okay. Um, and if I've done this before, that's because it's. I can't remember the time we have together. I remember Leanne acutely. You know, <laughs> who who would who would forget her? Um, but, but I can't remember what we talked about last time. So. Um, but oh, just as an interim thing, because I'm going to get a spoonful of this on this dessert um, because it makes it so wonderful. You, every time that I am on your show, you are gracious to me and send me half a dozen jars of huckleberry jam, That's true. which I absolutely adore. And I would walk over broken glass again to be able to be <laughs> on your show. <laughs> Christmas um, is coming, my friend. Christmas yeah, is coming. Right. But such is my gluttonous behavior that I get through those six in about six months. And every, every one of those jars lasts me a month, and I very it's a half a teaspoonful on my toast in the afternoon with tea. I love that moment. Um, so I have recently done a dastardly act. I have mixed fifty percent of that with Smucker's strawberry jam. They you should have you should have them as a sponsor. Um, it is a mixture of the two. I put a little together to see whether it worked. You're talking about how I put things together. Yeah. And I had this sense that this would work. And work, it is the most divine thing that you can spread on toast in the history of the world, you know. Are you telling no. us that's your dessert for Thanksgiving? <laughs> no, 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 no. I just want I just want you to know that that's a combination. There you go. Well, we're going to take a break. We're going to come back with Graham and wrap up the show. And he, I know he'll stick around for a bit of after hours with this. So don't go away. You're listening to Barbecue Nation. Here's Kel Phelps with an update from all the news in the world of barbecue and the National Barbecue and Grilling Association. Welcome, y'all, and thanks for listening. Now, here's what's smoking. Barbecue News Magazine just announced their winners of their annual Rubs of Honor competition, where over 500 different barbecue and grilling seasonings were judged. The main objective to this event is to find the best seasoning for chicken, pork, beef, and seafood. 
This year's winners were Meet Mitch with their Won't Rub in the Chicken category, Livia's Seasoning Salt in the Pork category, the Real Texas Style Rub by Man Meat Barbecue was Best in the Beef category, and the Charcoal Cowboys Gunpowder Rub won the Seafood category. You can find the complete top 10 list at our website, barbecuenews.com. Looking for a smaller turkey for your Thanksgiving feast this year? If so, you might want to start looking pretty quick. Most retail experts agree that the majority of smaller turkeys will be sold in the first two weeks of November. The Jack Daniels World Imitational Championship Barbecue Contest was held back on October 15th with Team Heavy Smoke winning overall Grand World Championship honors. Heavy Smoke Barbecue Pitmaster Chris Schaefer has been competing since 2011, but in 2017 he partnered with Pitmaster Chad Brewer to create Heavy Smoke Barbecue. Congrats to the duo on this awesome showing. Are you serious about your barbecue and grilling game, but looking to dive a little deeper? Man, we would love to have you join up with us at the National Barbecue and Grilling Association. Learn more now at mbbqa.org. Hey guys, thanks as always for listening, and until next time, keep it smoking. Hey everybody, it's JT, and this is a special version of Barbecue Nation. It is brought to you in part by Painted Hills Natural Beef. Beef you can be proud to serve your family and friends. That's Painted Hills Natural Beef. Welcome back to Barbecue Nation. I'm JT, along with Graham Care and Ms. Leanne Hall of Famer Whippin. Um, I'm going to keep doing variants of your name till I find one. I'm just going to make stick forever there. Okay. Uh, next week, we've got uh, Meathead from AmazingRibs.com coming up. And um, the holidays are upon us. Boy, it's crazy. Uh, I, You and I talked about this off the show before, Graham. But I think after you get maybe after 55, 60, <laughs> Time just seems to go like you're in warp speed. You know, it, it does. It, it, I don't know what we thought about the first 50 or 60 years of our life, but after that, it just goes by very, very fast. It also makes me appreciate more like the things we were talking about, about having family around, um, yeah. you know, having uh, our daughter and her, her uh boyfriend whatever they're probably going to get married one of these days but having them over um uh, i know leanne's got family mm -hmm. some there in florida some across the country it's really important to me at this yes. stage yeah to have, huge you know even huge. if it's only for a couple of hours it's very significant so not to get on a soapbox about that but that being said one of the things that i try to do is if you know your guest list, I try to make something that I know is kind of almost individual for each guest in a way. I mean, we have the, mm -hmm. the, 
you know, the turkey or whatever we're having around that. But I, you know, I know uh, my daughter loves gr uh, green peas. And so I always make something with peas in it. I know my good buddy, Lyle, he's the one that likes to steal the excess pecan pie. So I always make sure <laughs> that he's got some, you know, and it, and it just goes on the list. Some people would say that's, you know, you don't have to do that, but I think that's important. I wanted to get yours and Leanne's take on that. Leanne, let uh, me hear I, you. I do, I do not do that. I do what pleases me. Okay. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> no, I think that a perfect example, and, and I kind of concur, but I don't really have the whole meal because I have too many family members. I would have, you know, 20 dishes out there sure. trying to uh, please everyone. But there are always traditional dishes that I know everyone enjoy. But the big battle is the pies, because when we're sitting around, what pie are we going to make? We don't even have that discussion anymore. We just know we are going to be doing pecan pumpkin, cherry, lemon meringue, own design. And we have a long cupboard and it's almost like uh, when you walk in and you see the Christmas tree, this is the pinnacle, even more so than the turkey, is to look at the sideboard with all the pies lined up and everybody just, you know, walks through and looks at them all and, you know, anticipates what's going to happen at the end of the meal. But um, you can't not please everyone with the variety of pies. So that that's what we try to mm. do is make everyone happy at the end of the meal with a pie. Yeah. <laughs> what time so Leanne, can I make the suggestion? Just sure. a small bowl, just a small bowl of really whipped up together with all the yogurt folded in and all the cookies folded in. Um, just a little heap of that so with a spoon so that people could put um, that like sour cream. Yeah, or, or I love cream. that because some of those pies do need to be cut. I mean, I, I, you know, I like to have my cherry pie a la mode and pumpkin pie. I have to have something on it, but a universal topping like that is a perfect suggestion. Yeah. I will try that this year. <laughs> oh, I shall be, I shall be, you've made my Thanksgiving. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, there's Christmas is coming, Graham. So look for a box that smells like huckleberries coming your way problem ways. is uh, i think he, he dropped you a hint that it only lasts six months so now I, you gotta do this two times a year either that or double the order for christmas yeah oh, no no i'm serious by adding strawberries to it i'm amazed by the f wonderful combination of flavor that there is there the huckleberry and the strawberry together were made for each other huh so so, so graham here's a kind of a hardcore cooking question. Um, a lot of people now have got into spatchcocking their birds. Yeah. Some people don't care for, I mean, the people that come to my house, half of them would be like, yeah, that's smart, you know, because several of them are very good cooks and other ones are like, well, where's the Turkey? Cause they, they like to see that Norman Rockwell, big Brown bird. Yes, and, of course. You know, like yeah. That. When I want to know what your recommendations are as far as actually cooking a big bird and whether you would spatchcock it or not. Interesting. You see, I don't own. Um, how can I tell you this? I don't own a barbecue. You see, like, like you just over your shoulder. Yeah, I could see a spatchcock bird. <laughs> wonderful. And uh, so, but you know, here am I, I'm just a lonely old man. 
You know? Oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, but yeah, that, that's a hard one because honestly, since my family has always been a smaller gathering, um, and the, the whole family anticipates this treat that they see of this inch thick, eight ounce steak of turkey mm-hmm. for them with the velvet sauce on it of the, of the sweet potatoes. Um, they're, they're happy okay. with that. I, I, so I, I'm not sure how to, argue. would I want to show off? I'm not sure because, you know, I don't think the turkey was designed to be cooked as a piece. It really isn't. Their thigh and leg do better when they have a moister cooking time and longer. Mm-hmm. The breast is usually dried by the time that sure. it's properly cooked. So from my way of thinking, it's nice for Norman Rockwell. What I would do, I'd get a repeat of Norman Rockwell's front cover and pass that round. <laughs> well, that's, a, that's probably a really good idea. <laughs> And kind of make everybody sign off on it that they actually saw yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yes, and then mount it each year. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that would be good. That would be good. Well, I, you know, I love Chris. How about a drink? How about a drink? Would you like a drink? Yeah. Well, uh, this for people who don't drink. So it's tonic water, which is a diet tonic water. <clears throat> Angostura bitters, the stuff that you put in pink gins. Um, a, a hunk of lime and a sprig of mint. Um, that it turns out to be pink. It's effervescent. It has the sweet, it has the sour, it has the bitter, and it has the texture of the effervescence of the tonic water. It is such a refreshing drink. Graham, thank you. I, I love your yes, stories. You. Um, I'm very honored. Uh, to have you as a good friend and uh, um, I'm too. glad me I could, I'm glad I could connect you and Leanne together a couple of times here. That yes. was, yes. that was all good. Anyway, grandma's going to stick around for after hours and we've got to get out of here because we're running out of time. I thank you all for listening. Uh, we'll be back next week. Like I said, with meathead from amazing ribs and remember our motto here, turn it, don't burn it. Barbecue Nation is produced by JTSD LLC Productions in association with Envision Networks and Salem Media Group. All rights reserved.